Are we recording it? Are you sure? I mean, well, if we aren't, see, I am. Craig is. If we aren't recording, then I'll have to record another intro. Ah, uh, this is a nice intro. We can roll it. Sure. All right. So, welcome to the Rookie Numbers podcast, a podcast where we discuss gaming news, games, and hello. Tech. My name's Aman. Hi, guys. I'm Nila. And this is the show. So we've got lots of news for you today. Indeed, we had a very big event last week, which was not really that that big of an event, but Ubisoft did hype it up after they had their whole Elite Squad mess up. So we had Ubisoft Forward. Ubisoft Forward and. Acha, uh-huh. Aman, tell tell me this. Do you think they had? they had had they planned Ubisoft forward before the whole elite squad mess up or do you think it is a knee jerk reaction see i would have like they did mention that they will have another ub forward in the year so it, it's not like this is like a one off thing that came about but considering how short the event was like the event got over really quick it was a lot shorter than the um, ub forward we had in july or august and um Yeah so I feel like it was rescheduled and made a little earlier because of this because they thought they have to appease the audience a little bit it will it did give them good pr that's fair and honestly the kind of stuff they did was really fan service they so let's get into it then there was a prince of persia remake which absolutely no one saw coming there was immortal phoenix rising which used to Which was on a different name previously. Mm-hmm. What was it, it called? It was called Go- Gods and Monsters or something. If I'm not wrong. So okay, this was coming all the it's way. Basically, huh? It was coming for a while. It's basically Breath of the Wild set in a in the Greek mythologic realm. And they said they're going to announce it on Stadia. They're going to launch it on Stadia. <laughs> which is surprising yeah, because is... most games are not doing that. Stadia is still very. Not very mainstream yet, and it's very weird to see. But I think good on uh, Google games launch on Stadia. I guess which is definitely good on Google. A lot of these games are launching on Stadia, if not each one of them. Which I I think that means Ubisoft and Google have a good partnership. Tie-up. Yeah, yeah. I think games coming Both to cloud streaming uh, first is a nice way to push it forward. Although, like, is it really? I I feel that I hope this is not. Boil down to the exclusivity of games to online platforms, as in in, that in would the way of suck because that's yeah. Although, like, if you look at it in the lens of something like a Netflix, um, Netflix has its own exclusives. So, if you consider a game subscription equivalent to a say a OTT subscription where you sign up for this service to watch movies, um, having an Amazon Prime, a Hotstar, a like a Disney Plus. and a netflix is all very common now like one person generally has at least two of them so i feel like it shouldn't happen it won't be very cash money of them but like i feel like it will happen at some point it's not a surprising thing if it does happen but i don't think it will happen it's in its infancy like right now it will probably happen going forward Could be, could be. It's not. It's not taking shape yet, properly. Yeah. Also, do you think Amazon plays into this whole cloud gaming scenario anytime soon? Did the, their web services are very strong. Like the like a lot of their business 
is based on it yeah they're also promoting twitch prime that's true i think they want to get into the prime gaming aspect and they might just have a cloud streaming platform when they just come out with the game recently they they did come out with two games both of them as in one of them got put back into a development state because it was kind of trash uh one of the game was called new world which is still on track to be launched sometime early 2021 and the other one i'm just forgetting the name but it was more of an arena brawler Ooh, and uh, that was that set out on full release but it had so little and unbalanced content content that it put back that it got put back into development that's okay thankfully i mean that's yeah. fair um see amazon is getting into gaming like in general they are pushing their twitch prime stuff a lot and they are coming out with games as well i won't be surprised if they get into cloud um uh, the lights like the cloud gaming stuff but it'll be a while oh, really? i think it'll be i don't think so why why do you think it'll be i feel anytime we have the next amazon event they might just just up and out the their new streaming platform because they have twitch's support they can have a platform but think about it right collaborates very well with twitch a lot that's true like but a lot of these platforms it's not like nvidia didn't have a user base of course it's not like having a social it's not like owning a social media platform like twitch but um in to some extent nvidia also has its own fan base per se google has its own fan base but all of them took quite a while in a beta to launch like to fully launch their services like I remember GeForce Now used to be in a very region locked beta for a very long time. So did Stadia and all the other uh, cloud streaming um options. So I feel like if even if Amazon launches it, I think they're going to wait out and like probably do something like an early access beta. But it will be a while. I think they're going to look at the mistakes of their competitors and then improve. That would be the logical thing to do. I think with them owning Twitch as a platform, not owning but having a partnership with Twitch as a platform, I think they'll ha- it will be much easier for them to come up with a platform as a whole mm-hmm. because they already have a lot of the partnerships with certain companies already set up. That's true. It's an easy way for them. Yeah. Anyway, let, let's moving on to more Ubisoft forward rather than getting rather than digressing. Let's move forward to Prince of Persia. Do you want to get into it now? Yeah, so Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. It is not a remaster, it is a remake, which means that they are uh remaking all of the assets instead of remastering them, which means just upscaling them and making them look prettier. They're making it from the ground up. It is made by Ubisoft Pune, which goes along with the Made in India campaign kind of sort of, I don't know. It is one one thing which we noticed which is interesting is that all of these a lot of the games on ubisoft forward us are saying that they launch on ps4 xbox one and pc and not just the next gen consoles which i find is a very good thing also supports last gen and at this time it, it was just an alpha footage granted the faces did look bad but the environments looked good and i feel a lot of the shortcomings for this was because of them using an anvil next the the anvil next engine which at its core is more of an open world engine than a linear story driven engine um i think it uses the same engine as assassin's creed origins and yeah. i kind of expected yeah. that if you're using the same engine as a game that looks amazing you would probably uh be able to either replicate or um look in uh, look in a similar way or look in the same league but as we saw with the trailer it does not look amazing right now 
but like i also have a counterpoint here that people are hating on it a lot and saying please don't touch the other prince of persia games etc etc i think the hate is kind of unneeded and undeserved because one um it's just an alpha it's an alpha yes and second um i think do you remember like a lot of alphas like a lot of alphas not just for games but a lot of firsts for many great looking things down the line look very trash in the past like do you remember black panther's first ever trailer or first ever poster it looked like a it looked like it was made on paint dude like you know i think this is actually this comes from uh previously the game developers developers used to really impress people with the graphics uh-huh. and then used to get shit on because the game graphics wasn't as good i think this is more of a reaction to that instead as in they don't they like uh, underplay the graphics in the trailers way before launch just so that they can tune it up slightly which is a good thing if not i mean more, it's which is definitely a good thing they're saying it's an alpha and the betas and the final game might look a lot better so i'm still pretty pumped for it on and honestly this is such a big move for uh, indian game development in general definitely like this is almost triple a level right so definitely double a if not triple ha uh-huh. and even if this does not look like the best game this like this preps them up to a level where they can go to the next uh like this is a huge project even definitely this is the first time ubi pune is doing a whole game they've done only mobile games for as far as i remember and and uh, they were more of the testing branch yeah i know a lot of people who used to do testing there very interesting all right so after that they also uh, announced the full launch of hyperscape yep which looks pretty nice i i played it during the beta it was pretty fluid it was pretty fun to play it was almost like it was very good to play even in its beta i didn't see any major yeah. problems with it definitely and it was well optimized as well yeah. surprisingly and they have a new mode they have a new like limited time mode called turbo which has basically max level loot faster zones faster crown victory um basically the keyword here is fast they should have just called the game mode hyper Yeah, that would be pretty nice huh so in other news uh we had the announcement of the rainbow six world cup now i have something to say about this when this started like when the trailer for the rainbow six world cup started i almost thought that they're going to talk about a sports game because they started off with just a random trailer out of nowhere and it started with a guy walking to a basketball court and then walking to a football yeah. court then watching a football game then watching a basketball game or something like that and it was a lot later when i realized that everyone just had a jersey which had the number 6 on it until it hit me that it's going to be something related to rainbow 6 it's weird subliminal messaging but i mean they're trying to push esports as a sport which i which i like i guess appreciate, yeah which appreciate. i appreciate yeah but it's it's kind of like you know esports is a, is a thing of its own i wouldn't i don't see the logical connect between a basketball or a football and um say rainbow six so i feel i feel a lot of this boils down to the fact that a lot of people who aren't into the esports scene mm-hmm. think it is very easy to play in the esport and i feel this is just to give the actual pros the people who think cars and ours into this mm-hmm. a little bit more respect if nothing else it says ki even they have they like, as much players as yeah exactly players as much of a sportsman as anybody else is that's fair 
Fair enough. So, uh, along with the Rainbow Six World Cup announcement, they announced the new season of Rainbow Six is out. Rainbow Six Siege is out, which is the third season of the fifth year, and it's a. It, I don't know if it's surprising or not with the whole um, support thing here, but it's five years going and they're still doing optimization updates. I mean, they did say that they're going to support this game for ten years, so it does line up. Yeah. And it's also kind of sad that a game that launched five years ago still needs major optimization updates. Like, really major I mean, optimization with, updates. Okay, I feel with newer gen graphic cards and stuff coming out, they need to keep working on their optimization. Okay, that's fair. Because look at its install size. At, at this point, it's 83 gigs. Which is a lot, considering Hyperscape is a measly 8 gigs. Five years back, you wouldn't have thought a game to be 83 gigs. Yeah. Like, and also it is coming to next gen with 120 FPS support, which is cool. Like next gen consoles, which I really like. Yeah, which plays into them supporting it for 10 supporting years. it for ten years. Yeah, and I think we've covered this before, but Sam Fisher has Sam Fisher of Splinter Cell fame has come to Rainbow Six, not voiced by the same guy. Finally launched. Finally. Yes, and uh, although like I just realized my whole complaint about him not being voiced by the same guy is practically moot because. Yeah, Rainbow Six characters don't say a lot, do they? <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah, and they also, like, generally Rainbow Six launches a battle pass a few days after uh, the season launch, but they launched it right at the season launching. They didn't even have, like, a tweet or an update for it. They just launched the update right up. I looked at my Steam library randomly one day, and it had an 83, it had a 13 gig update to it. So, yeah, that happened. And this time, the battle pass is 70 tiers long instead of the normal, like, 35 to 40 tiers. I I don't like it. You know, it's like they, they've kept the cost the same. Mm-hmm. They have spread out the uh, credit earnings, which used to be whatever amount it was last year, last season. Yeah. They've just spread it out even further. To, so, to get the same return on investment, I'm doing airports. Return on investment here, you need to play much longer. Which is fine in a vacuum, but you need to consider the people who are working, who don't have as much time, who used to play it over the weekend, maybe. Um, and for them to earn back that same amount. See, the counterfactual here is, like, the only counter that I can think of right now is that I don't think they are telling you that your return on investment is going to be just in credits or, like, the money you spend in it. It's more of... Uh, like I compare it with last season and it's com- more content. Yeah, fair. it's more content and more than that. Like the even the drops they have, like they in a battle pass, they generally give you like boosts, alpha packs, and coins, skins. Yeah, and skins of course. So you get if you purchase the battle pass premium thing, you get a lo- more skins of course because there's more levels. Every level is at least a skin, and above that you get more alpha packs than before. At least half as many. Like, at least a one and a half times rise in the number of alpha packs you get. Uh, last time you used to get, like, five boosters. This time you get eight. So, it's not like in a vacuum, uh, this is a bad thing. It's just, they're, just that they're saying that you still get the same amount of credits back just in a longer period of time. But you also get a lot of other shit in the meantime. Which, I don't know. I feel it is still very up to personal interpretation whether... It is justified or not? Yeah. Because I still don't. I, I I don't think it justifies the. Fair enough. I guess to each their own. 
if yeah. you have the time Who for it, it it's fun if you don't but then again you know when i really think about it it makes me feel stupid that i'm complaining that they added more content for the same amount yeah yeah but you do need to play more at the end of the day which is the intended effect of the game i understand i understand that aspect pretty well anyway it, it is to each their own yeah. at least to me it is so all right so moving on watch dogs legion watch dogs legion we have a fi- we finally have a release date which is the 29th of october which is now one like one and a half weeks or is it two weeks two weeks before the launch of read valhalla yes read valhalla got pre-pont to the launch date of november 10th it was going to launch on the 19th now it launches on the 10th yeah it was going to launch on the weekend that cyberpunk 2077 was going to launch and then they got scared i don't know but well whatever. the party statement is never that they got scared but let's face it definitely might might have might have for sure and the other big news in watchdog legion is aden ps is confirmed to be starring in the game which i really appreciate that was the highlight of uh-huh. ubisoft forward for me as a watchdogs fan aden ps is the protagonist of the first game right first game yes aden ps was the protagonist of the first watchdogs and he was there in a in an easter egg in watchdogs 2 as well okay so it was kind of hype nice so I, it's weird. We were really mad about Ubisoft reusing old characters in for Rainbow Six, but it, it's fine on Watch Dogs Legion. Okay, so the difference here, I feel, is that Watch Dogs is the same IP. Okay. Ghost uh, uh, Rainbow Six Siege isn't, and what people have been asking for is another Splinter Cell game, not Zero starring in Rainbow Six as an operator. Sure. I mean, yes, that was the initial complaint. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we have two more news from yeah, ra- Ubisoft forward. Yes. Riders Republic, which is basically steep but on steroids. MMO? Yeah. Did you Is it an MMO? Okay, steep? one question. Very... Did you understand what was the game? What like what the game was? So it's definitely steep, but like you get to play with a lot of your friends. Explain steep to me. I have not played steep before. So steep is basically you can you can do uh, hang gliding like wing I don't know what you call it paragliding etc and it's basically an adventure sports game okay you get to ski and like make records and you can compete with others for their records and stuff like that so it had a variety of adventure sports in it which is what it was aimed towards mm-hmm. the adventure sports market did it sell well it I I actually don't know. It played very well. Okay. It ha- it was it has a niche audience. Nice. Um okay, yeah. It- so I don't get where they're going with Riders Republic whether it's supposed to be a battle royale steep game or I don't know. But the gameplay we saw just sh- showed one person riding the bike. Like did we see any it real gameplay? It was the only gameplay shot. The only gameplay shot was of that person riding the bike. The jump of the bike was cinematic. so was the second jump which really annoyed me yeah like it was weird would have loved to seen more gameplay honestly and like riders republic was there one more thing of this event like it was the last thing they showed so i was kind of expecting something more out of it like i was i would rather have had that scott pilgrim ended up before riders republic like after riders republic as the one more thing yeah and that reminds me one more thing <laughs> scott pilgrim versus the world the game So they are remastering this game, which used to sell on 
Xbox. I uh, PS3s. I don't know whether it was on the Xbox 360 or not. Let me look it up. What had happened was it it stopped selling midway, and then people used to sell the PS3s with the game for an exorbitant amount of price on eBay. Yep, PS3, Xbox 360. So, yes. So ripped to the people who <laughs> used to sell it on eBay. Yeah. Anyway, the game looks very nice. I really like that they are remaking this game. I missed out on the opportunity to play it previously, and I got into. I watched the movie. I liked the movie, and now I want to play the game. The game looks ve- like the game looked very fun. It was yeah, it does definitely. And the art style they were going for is re- really catchy and like cartoonish, but not overly, which was fun. Kind of retro. Yeah. And I think definitely. that's a wrap for Ubisoft Forward Twenty September Twenty Twenty. September Twenty. So, yeah. um, do you think there'll be another forward soon? Uh, I don't think so because now they're faced with in one and a half months they have one game launch two weeks after that they have another game launch I don't see them doing another one at least before December mm-hmm. and then even if they do that in December they'll probably just be teasing Far Cry Do you think like what what mode would you expect from this event? Like I found some gameplay of Far Cry yeah. nothing else or Valhalla with how near, how Although to be Around fair, the they did have a lot games. of gameplay of Valhalla in the last one, in the last event. Yeah, but it was an old build at the end of the day. That's true. I think they're just going to do a launch straight up now. I think it was yeah, enough. I don't think yeah. they. Yeah. Okay. And with how actually packed the event market is, which we'll get into. Right. Yes. Now we have a couple of Xbox news. A couple. Yes. yes, exactly a couple of Xbox news. So, the first news. Xbox Series S, not X. Performance spec and pricing is out. So, uh, I think... So, even Xbox yeah. Series X pricing is out. Yes. So, I think last week we were discussing that uh, there is a leak about the Xbox Series S being a thing. And we were going to cover it in the episode, but decided not to. And literally the yeah. next day we saw a tweet that the Xbox Series S is real, it's out, the pricing is out, everything is out. Which was pretty cool. We should have covered it, but then by the time we launched the episode, <laughs> it was already out. So yay, that works. It's fine. You win some, you lose some. Yep. So the pricing was announced and Series S comes in at a $299 and the Series X comes in at $499. And the Series S actually supports 1440p 120fps at $299 with ray tracing support. And it has 4K streaming and 4K upscaling for games if you do want to play at 4K. Which is insane for the price point. And and on another on a parallel on a parallel, we also have Xbox Series S launching at $499, which obviously has 4K 120, as has been touted. Yep. And it is native 4K, not upscaled 4K. It is the king of performance obviously does at this point, yes. Ray tracing, yes. Yeah. And it supports expandable storage. Both of these devices support expandable storage, which its competitor PS5 reportedly does not yet. I think all of Xbox does support, like the Xbox lineup in the last few, in the last few generations has been supporting expandable storage. While the PlayStation, even the Playstations have. Are you sure? Because, like, from what I remember, like to upgrade a PS3 or a PS4 um, storage, you would have to do something like remove the hard drive and put a new one in. While with the Xbox, you just had to plug a new one and format it to the like format it to the Xbox format, and it works. Okay, then then I'm not actually sure. 
because I thought removing the hard drive and, in, and inserting a new one was an upgrade path. But okay. I mean, I it is it is an upgrade path. It's just not expandable in the true sense. Like Fair plug enough. and play expandability is what uh, people want. Like okay, Makes sense. um, I have two questions. One, does this make um so Xbox as we know didn't have that much of a market share against Sony. Um, in like the last console fight in the last console generation, PS4 outsold it by a long shot. Do you think this series, like in this generation, Xbox will have a larger market share because of their cheaper console? So at this point, cheaper is just suggestive. We don't know whether the PlayStation, where the PlayStation is going to be priced. We are expecting around four fifty dollars, which but lies in the middle will... of both of these on the higher end. Yeah, but. I I really don't know because at this point, people still go for the PlayStation because they have they have amazing exclusives. Whereas the Xbox Series S, if if we are just talking about the Series S, it has the same games that the Series X does and most of the PC does. Mm-hmm. So it is more of a system that I feel people who can't build PCs but still want to play the PC games will go for. Sure. Because of how cheap Xbox Game Pass is and whatever. And I think it's targeted towards the student market. Which I think is a good market. It also supports 4K streaming, which is definitely another. A nice to plus. have, yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So my second question before you go ahead: Do you think uh, the Xbox Series S will cannibalize the sales of the Series X by any chance? Do you think the, that the market share will be more lopsided towards a cheaper console? Okay, so one thing I'd like to point out: your user of cannibalizing, mm-hmm. in the sense that up up till this point. Usually consoles were made at a loss. Every console was created at a certain amount of loss, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how cheap they're getting their parts on that Xbox. They are able to price Xbox Series S this aggressively, and see at the end of the day if they think it is making them a loss, they can just sell a certain number of units. Okay. And like not have them available eventually, if they think it's actually messing with their market share that much. But then again, uh, actually, see, also, I think with them pricing series as so aggressively, they can compete if not outsell PlayStation with their exclusives. That's fair. Although what I feel is uh, the series S, uh, like we know, it's become like a very general fact that uh, consoles are sold at a loss and they make back their money in digital purchases and subscriptions. So yeah. Um, I won't be surprised if they are selling the Series S just as a cash grab, not even a cash grab, like a market share grab, just to capture more of the market so that they can just like so that they can capitalize on the money they make later on. I don't think it's about the money, like especially with the hardware anymore. Which makes sense, but how much of a loss are you willing to take for market share? Uh, estimated gains. Um, and market share in a market which evolves a lot. Every two years. See, my point would be that if you have a C, if you have an Xbox, your uh, the way the Xbox universe is built, or at least the whole uh, walled garden, as you can call it, is built, is it's extremely backwards compatible. So you are very incentivized to buy the new Xbox rather than the PlayStation because then you can play your old games. Secondly, um, the transition to a PC is very easy. PC. It's not an like the PC is not an Xbox property, but it's still owned by Microsoft. So, like if you are if you have the Game Pass and you can transition to a PC, Microsoft is still earning money out of that. So, 
they have no problem in you foregoing the Xbox at some point but keeping the Game Pass, right? So, I think the point here is more of like they want to capture the market share more for the Game Pass and more for their cloud, like more for their subscriptions rather than for stuff like mm-hmm, like stuff like the way they marketed before, like it's not the game console to have anymore. It's an entertainment system that comes with a subscription. I mean, if they are selling, if they focus on selling Xbox Game Pass, then uh, they could they could start selling it and gain more more of the market. So it makes sense. Fair enough. Anyway, talking about Game Pass, EA Play got added to Game Pass. And I think yep. after my long ass rant about EA Play last week, which you should totally check out because it was amazing, uh, <laughs> EA Play got added to Xbox Game Pass at no extra cost. So they really pulled a good one on me. I was really mad about EA Play being the shit show that it started out as, but then they did a good one by adding them, like doing a partnership with Game Pass and becoming a full fledged edition. Um, but right after that. Um, Xbox Game Pass announced, like Game Pass announced that they are increasing their price on PC. They are coming back to a $10 price, which is a 700 rupee price. And that is because it was supposed to happen anyway. And the timing just worked out so that EA Play got added to Game Pass and then the price increased and the marketing was at no extra cost. So it looked kind of weird, but... So I feel the no extra cost tag still makes sense if you're a console player, because for them, it's still the $10. Yeah. So, Whereas it did add, I, I don't know, 70 odd games on the console. That's true. And actually very a very welcome change, honestly. Definitely. And it's still an, a steal of a deal at that price. Yeah, definitely. It has, I'm glad that EA Play is coming onto the Game Pass because then Game Pass already has the indie games that you would want to play. And that was my problem with the EA Play service on Steam. So this looks like a better deal than like getting EA Play on its own and on like, any day um so xbox game pass is now finally a full release it's not in beta anymore it's leaving the beta on pc which is cool so the value proposition was better before this it was still in testing phase so it was a lot cheaper but i still think at 700 bucks a month or like a 10 dollars a month it's still a very good deal it is definitely a very good deal and uh, you know so we very recently, we had some AMD graphic card benchmark leaks uh-huh. and some things which I did not know about that we read right before we recorded because, well, so that's what we do. So that's what we do. So what I what I found out very interesting is that they have hardware level ray tracing support. Uh-huh. It might have been out before. I probably was, uh, I, I didn't know about it, but I know that they are not relying on DirectX software level ray tracing they have hardware level support which is really nice and uh, i'm talking about the amd rdna2 architecture which is their graphic cards also touted as big navi which is going to be the rx6000 series which they which is technically a competitor to the gtx 30 series but they're having their event uh-huh. announcement event two weeks after the rtx 3070 is going to launch Ooh, okay so that's what end of October that is late October that is October 28th they are having the CPU event early October that is the October 8th okay why are they launching after Intel and Nvidia both so I 
launching after Intel. Uh, the did I miss an Intel event? Yeah, we covered it last week, buddy. Intel 11 Gen. So that was just the that was just the laptop processors. That wasn't the desktop grade processor. Right. Okay. So, okay. So this is the entire Zen 3 architecture event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... So, this is going to be the 4,000 series of CPUs and the 6,000 series of graphic cards. Okay. And they're doing it after NVIDIA. They're doing the graphic cards after NVIDIA, which I don't understand why, but they probably have something to be over. I think it's pricing mostly. Probably. Uh, AMD has always been very aggressively priced. But with G- GeForce being as aggressively priced as they are, I'd really love to see this. If their price even lower than the 3070, like for similar performance, that would be a really good value proposition. Definitely. With how well 3070s perform now, this will definitely be very nice. So, okay. So, some more news is that they're coming out with two dies. One is the Navi 21 and the Navi 22. So, the Navi 21 will be competing with 3080 and upwards. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be the Navi 21 GL, Navi 21 XT, Navi 21 XL. These are just the uh, developer names, but we'll see what they're there will be better is. names. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Navi 22 should be competing with 3060 Ti up to the 3070 Ti. Nice. So there have been some performance leaks, but they're very inconclusive for the most part. So from what I like, what I've seen over the years. Uh, AMD has been like competitive with Nvidia, but not really. It's like they come to the level of a 2070, like they came to a level of a 2070 last year, but not anything above. Not in the enthusiast market. Yeah. So do you think this time they break into the 3080 to 3090 market? Do you think their performances reach there? You know, it's really interesting because Nvidia has started, though all of Nvidia's marketing at this point is just based on their RTX performance. And this is the second gen of RTS, right? But AMD has hardware level ray tracing. I, I really want to know how they out market NVIDIA at this point because this is their first generation with uh, ray tracing, right? So I really want to see how it performs there. I think it won't be that hard to do because Direx 12 Ultimate has become a thing since ray tracing happened. Like since the whole last year's ray tracing event happened. And the amount of strides that ray tracing has taken in the last year have, will probably make it so that when they come out with first generation ray tracing in their regard, it'll be a lot better than what NVIDIA started with. Probably. True. And let's not, let's not not include Vulkan. Vulkan has ma- been making in, insane strides as well. That's true. Yes. Along with DirectX 12. That's true. And like. To, to be honest, I think it won't be as good as, say, ray tracing version 2 that NVIDIA has got going because, th- like, NVIDIA spent an, a good year in making their performance grow fourfold. So, Definitely. I think it'll come close. I don't know about if it'll go equal or beyond. I feel they win out on the price to performance. Yeah, they generally do. Rather than the straight up performance aspect. They generally do. Like, all these years I've seen. Um, Intel killing it in the bank for the buck region. Sorry, AMD. And Nvidia. <laughs> ha, AMD. AMD. Right. Nice Freudian slips from both ends. Indeed. And that leads us to with a bad segue, we have Path of Exile Heist expansion. So Path of Exile has these things called leaks, right? Which I've told you about previously, which we have discussed previously. Yes. 
and it's a mechanic which lasts in the game for three months. Mm-hmm. You get to create a new character and play with that mechanic. Like a season. So the newest mechanic is called Heist. Yeah, it's called a season. It's called a league, actually. Okay. Anyway, so the newest league is called Heist. It starts on the September 18th. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of marketing for it this week. They have a whole launch week events things. So like every day there is a new event that happens mm-hmm. in the community, not in the game. That's so cool. that is hype for people who are into the game. Nice marketing. Yeah. Then we had the Hyrule Warriors announcement. Age of Calamity, Ooh, yes. which is a prequel to... Uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, so basically in Breath of the Wild, you woke up as Link from a coffin kind of thing. And you eventually found out that you were asleep for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. This goes back a hundred years and tells you why you were asleep. Ooh. So it's just like filling up the story from the past. Yeah, it is the prequel, which which I really appreciate, honestly. That's pretty cool. Kind of regret selling off my Switch, Lama. <laughs> yeah, you, although you sold off your Switch at the right time, right? Because it really dropped Definitely. nice stuff that. Definitely. And then we had the FIFA 21 ratings announcement, the f- which did not hmm. go well. We, would gen- we wouldn't generally talk about FIFA because it's kind of in the esports territory so hard. That it's almost a non-topic, but this has really created waves. And let's face it, we're playing FIFA a lot these days. Yeah, it was cheap. It it was really cheap in our defense. (laughs) So yeah, FIFA 21 ratings got announced. And the reason why that's uh, controversial by like to some extent is because the ratings were so lopsided and so uh, inexplicable that like players have been um, lashing out at EA for giving them bullshit ratings. And the, the community, the fans, players, everyone who's associated with the game is extremely mad at EA. And they're almost like they're talking about boycotting the game altogether. At least we are. I don't know about the rest of the community, but FIFA 20 is cheap. Uh, yeah, I would rather just get that. Anyway, do you think that this is just a marketing play by EA and that they eventually bump up the ratings? I think they eventually bump up the ratings, but I don't think this was intended. I think some person really done goofed uh, nice. at the HQ. And I don't think, like, you wouldn't subject yourself to this negative levels of marketing. Even if it's, okay. even if any publicity is publicity, I don't think it will go down to that level. You know, wh- who else done goofed? <laughs> five or five games. So, Aman, why don't you tell me about it? 505 games. So, um, there's quite a lack of control around this situation. Nice. So, 505 games accidentally provided a free upgrade for Control Ultimate Edition. Control the Remedy game before withdrawing it entirely. So, basically, 505 recently stated that it wasn't possible to provide an upgrade path for anyone who purchased Control on PS4 or Xbox One. On who had the digital deluxe edition and lower. Yeah. So after that, a lot of people who bought the ultimate edition accidentally upgraded to it. And then... No, you're, you're actually mis- mix- mixing them up. Okay. Right? I'll... Go for it. I'll help you out. See, it is so confusing. what happened was... It is definitely confusing. So what basically happened was 505 Games, that is the publisher of Control, uh-huh. they, they made a statement that everybody who owns the Control Ultimate Edition gets a free upgrade to the next generation. Right. Mm-hmm. So, which would have been fine in a vacuum, 
but every other game is also doing that and for even for the people who haven't bought the highest tier one uh-huh. so people expected that people who bought the lower tier ones or especially the digital deluxe edition which is always touted as one of the higher division uh, like editions yeah that they would also get an upgrade but 505 games said that that wasn't possible because of some computational limitations that they have they just can't provide it essentially and, yeah and they said it's not as easy as flipping a switch but a few days back they somehow flipped the switch by mistake and everybody who owned the yeah by mistake everybody who owned the digital deluxe edition got upgraded to an ultimate edition and soon after it was revoked so so okay. at this point it is a big pr mess up uh-huh And I can see why that would anger people honestly like no yeah, shit ha huh. is it not surprising i mean it's like i i tell you i can't do this and then i do it and take it back and just go like yeah i did it by mistake i can't do it again it's it's weird it's kind of tongue in cheek from them and the sad part is this is like the expansion in question here is the alan wake expansion or the altered world expansion but let's face it it's alan wake um the sad part is it's such a good expansion and it's such a it was going so well for the game until now until like the least expected of all things just fell through for them which is literally the logistics of providing the dlc but yeah so also another important thing i'd like to point out is very recently did they come out with control ultimate edition as a thing yeah and the only difference between the ultimate edition and the digital deluxe edition is that the ultimate edition provides a free upgrade path so what about the digital deluxe edition then what is that supposed it to it doesn't be? but so the point is the people who bought the game earlier than every company announcing that they're getting upgrades will not get the upgrade for the same amount of money that people did who eventually bought it so okay wait so you have control the base game then you have a digital deluxe edition and then you have the ultimate edition what am i getting more in the digital deluxe edition that i'm not getting in the base game then you're getting the expansions the season pass content but the ultimate edition people are getting all the future expansions as well i i i don't think there are future expansions i mean apart from the awe expansion uh-huh. the only difference between the ultimate edition and the digital deluxe edition is that the ultimate edition is a digital digital deluxe edition which gets a free upgrade okay that's incredibly confusing for with it's incredibly annoying honestly so if i bought the digital deluxe edition on launch uh-huh i got all the day one stuff yeah which are probably skins or whatever but i don't get an upgrade because i bought it before everybody else announced it and that's supposed Whereas to be a good thing it, exactly whereas people who bought it much later on who bought the control ultimate edition which is which was marketed as it will get a free upgrade yeah whereas they are getting it and it's just a pr shit hole i mean lack of a yeah. better word i uh, honestly i don't know because i find in general i find the whole concept of deluxe super deluxe digital deluxe etc really annoying because can you just be speci- like can you just be more simple about what i get in each one i think that also was the case in gta that was also the case in a lot of ea games where 
like they make so many versions of the game that you're just thinking which one do i spend money on and which one provides me with updates if i want them the ultimate edition made sense in a vacuum but not in the like not with the existence of stuff like this it's very yeah it's it's very anti consumer yeah and for how good the game is i'm really disappointed and i think that's not remedy's fault i guess it's more of the publisher's fault 505 games definitely i don't think remedy has any hand in this yeah although it could and yeah we would not know. we wouldn't know about it yeah we yeah we should not say that they don't they could but we do not know about it. all right i think that's it for news this week huh that's it for news indeed that felt short just like ubisoft event <laughs> nice Okay, so I think our last piece of news probably would be that there's a lot of new events coming up this week itself. Yeah, there are five events this week. Pax is going on right as we speak. Pax is okay. Um, explain to a noob like me what Pax is. So Pax is basically a uh, an event which go which is a week long event in which people cover game related stuff. stuff game development related stuff there are tournaments mm-hmm. and with it happening over the like from home this week it's, it's it's usually held in a big exhibition hall over the week a lot of people come it's like an expo there are a lot of playable demos yeah it is an expo uh-huh so yeah so we're having that online this week instead you know honestly i like the fact that a couple of events are online because i get to see them in their complete in their completeness at least even though they're not really complete if they're not physically happening but mm-hmm. there's a silver lining there okay anyway it's a very interesting yeah. thing there are a lot of things people who might be into uh, gaming or or game development as a hobby or as a professional there's loads of panel sessions and like how to yeah. how to design games and how to definitely like it's very cool voice act like do check out the actors. yeah do check out the schedule it's pretty cool yeah it lasts till the end of the week probably 19th or 18th mm-hmm. and in other news we have the playstation showcase which happens on the 16th uh huh we have facebook connect which also happens on the september september 16th then there's then, the apple time flies event on september 15th Although, which is before September sixteenth, just yes. Well, we didn't say it would be chronological. Definitely. Um, I think the Time Flies event is not going to be the iPhone launch event, but it will have stuff about our may have stuff about Apple Arcade, so that'll be worth checking out if it does. And iOS updates with Android eleven launching. I don't think they'll so. Probably have. I think they'll have a official say. launch for iOS fourteen, but they announced it in sep- April anyway. Like uh, I, I think all the updates come out in April and then they just wait until September. Anyway, so there's also a cyberpunk event happening on September 18th, which is honestly uh, just a half an hour event. Mm-hmm. So don't expect too much, but it's really hype. I think it was marketed as an episode of the Night City Wire, right? Yeah, it's the Night City Wire episode three. I think it's where they talk about the game. Yeah, I have not. Actually. They talk about new mechanics, which is really cool. Nice. Is this a foray into like how they developed the game, or is it just marketing for the game done in a different way? It's more of yeah, it is more of marketing. It is more of extended trailers in a way. Right. Okay. 
cool. Think of it this way: if Pax was in person, they'd probably have presented it there. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So there's a lot of events. A lot of events that we're going to sit down and see, um, and maybe a lot of sh- lot of shit to report based on how well they go. We might see PlayStation pricing. We might see. I'm low-key hoping for like a PlayStation Five Mini, just only to um, compete with the Series S. And that'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, and yeah. So also, we we'll see how Oculus turns up. Yeah, that would be fun. I think we talked about that it is, last week, and it still hasn't happened. Yeah. So Facebook Connect will be will be taking place soon, and that'll be really interesting for VR. Mm-hmm. So. There might be VR news next week. There might be PlayStation news next week. There will definitely be Cyberpunk news next week. Let's be real. Yes, let's be real. And there will probably not be Apple news next week unless Epic does something else. Nice, Epic and creating content. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they create very quality content. Indeed. Anyway, so that's it for us this week. Yep, we will catch you in the next one. Peace. That was a nice that was a nice episode.